Monastery of Geek. I'm Richard F. And I'm Richard S. Episode 21. Is it really? We've come of age. I've got to get to 26, because that must mean we've been going a year. Give or take the weeks that we kind of lose from time to time. Well, like over the Christmas holiday when we didn't record for about a month and a half. Yeah, that, that yeah, <laughs> lost in the time-space continuum. That's right. Yeah. Hey, how's Doctor Who going? Uh, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. I have to say, you know, the first episode, I was, I was not... I was not that enamoured of it. I, I only watched half of it before I was like, I'm not sure they've got it right this season. But, you know, they, they came back strong in the second half. Right. It was definitely an episode of two halves. And so, I was going to say, it was more confusing like a, than that, actually. Because it was an episode of two halves. Yeah. So not only that, but it was a two-parter. So it was a, it was a, a quarter. A quarter. quarter was disappointing, yeah. but the, the, yeah. the other three quarters were okay. I still get the feeling that here in New Zealand, we, you know, we, um, we edit half the story out to try and fit it into an hour. Mm. That's just suspicious. I've tried to confirm yeah. that on the interweb, but it's yeah, it's not. It just it feels a little bit fragmented at times. And there's about twenty minutes of ads that Prime sticks in there. So right, mm. yeah. I, I, look, I, I still don't get Doctor Who. No, I don't, I don't understand him. Is this the? Has he been? Well, he's a handsome man. <laughs> is he? He's he's not as handsome as William Shatner. <coughs> oh, he's not, and I, and I can. I've got even more sort of evidence to attest to that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you've been geeking out with much? I have, actually. I've been, on, you know, I've been reading quite a lot. I, th- I actually think that over the last fortnight there's been some some, been some quite interesting stories developing. Really? News. In, in terms of tech news, you know what I'm saying? Because, mm. you know, some, sometimes you go on there and you're, you're reading stuff and, you know, Tech Crunch really is scraping the bottom of the barrel in terms yeah. of trying to find something. You know, they found some sad little startup that's doing, you know, copy oh, of somebody else. Airbnb. Is that the one you want to... No, no you, yes, I want to talk about Airbnb. That's not a sad little what startup. That? That's like a $1 billion valuation. What? I, look, I, I saw that, and I, I don't, actually do not know what it is. It's got something to do with um, accommodation, like bed and breakfast. Yeah, well, no, it's just, it's the, it's the a, a reimagined version of, of basically the whole um, home swap. Well, not home swap, because you pay, right? So right. It's, it's like, you can come and stay at my house, and I'm going to charge you a fee. Mm. And, you know, hooking okay. people up. Yeah. Uh, but it's like all, couch you know, surfing, couch yeah. surfing was kind of, but that was a free thing. You didn't, yeah, yeah. Well, I think this is actually a, this is a paper. Mm, it was quite. Okay. I was reading quite an interesting thing because yeah. they were, they, you know, they were saying, you know, the big news was, ooh, you know, Airbnb now um, sells as many nights as as the top hotel in in New York, right? Uh, <laughs> well, in, in New York area, and Jeez. people were like, oh, you know, is this a real disruption to the yeah. you know, pre-existing you know way we do things? And then they pointed out, you know, the biggest hotel had. I think nineteen hundred rooms, and so Airbnb represents naught point naught three percent of the market. So, right. you know, it's got a little bit of way to go before it puts everybody out of business. So, well, that was exciting uh, e-commerce news there, Richard. Oh, no, uh, what well, was no, it? What well, was... it's tech. It's tech. I was relying on. <laughs> yeah, was, it's in the cloud. True. What was the other one that you thought was interesting? You know, this other little startup. No, I was just saying. No, no, no. no. I didn't have an example. I was oh, just saying okay. that quite often the news is, is pretty dull. But I thought, you know, recently it's I been. Do, I do. Old news. I mean, I, mean yeah. I don't know about you, but I mean, the big news, the obvious. Big news! Yes, is, is. is the announcement of the of the um, touchscreen Nook. That, actually, I thought that looks pretty good. What's it called? Is it the um, uh, something Nooks. touch something pad? Nooks. Soft soft touch soft touch. Nooks. Oh uh, man, we got to look. We got to do better research. You know, we um, we're really read the article. <laughs> <laughs> we're really one of the most uninformed uh, tech podcasts around. Yeah, that's true. It, it actually looks quite nice. It's it got, does. It looks like a, that sort of soft touch um, kind of material too, yeah. rubberized sort of material. I see they get, got rid of the uh, keyboard. Well, of a keyboard. Well, Which, I, yeah. you know, I've, I mean, the, the, the Kindle's got a keyboard, and I say it's, it's rubbish. And, well, why um, have it? Exactly. I um, feel like you should just like get a razor and slice that bit off or snap it off. It, it offends me, that keyboard, Richard. Every time I see it, it just makes me angry. Yeah, I, it's an awkward shape, a little bit not as ergonomic as you might, yeah. might I think. What I what I thought was uh, was was quite interesting is, you know, after the announcement, you know, there's always commentary on these blog sites. Yeah. And just the the... 
the uh, Kindle fanboys and the Nook fanboys having <laughs> oh. a go at each other. Nook versus Kindle. Nook versus, ooh. <laughs> it's worse yeah, than it was, like it iPhone was, yeah, versus it was like, Android. Yeah. Ooh, Amazon's Kindle's so 1970s retro. <laughs> and then, like, you know, they, they'd slog it. Oh, yeah. And who's got the more grayscales? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, actually, the Nook um, flashes less, doesn't it? Because yeah, well, you know, I, I think that's the thing that I find slightly annoying. And I think if I was epileptic, I might have trouble with. Was that sort of black? You know, the flashing yeah, that yeah. happens is that to refresh or reset the that's right um, yeah. the the e ink, isn't it? Yeah, I find that really annoying. Right after the keyboard. Hey, look, look yeah. It, you know, I brought in and I showed you my old ebook reader where it took four seconds. Oh, to true. So it was compared to that, you know, I find it you know pretty good. And, and yeah. the Amazon, I think both of them have put a reasonable investment into trying to avoid it because what it used to do is ripple across the whole screen and so you don't tend to see it rippling across the whole screen now well does it like just scroll across very slowly pixel by pixel well no it, it is you, yeah. you can do more localized updates whereas traditionally it really had to do it's like it's like the old web pages it had to do a full page refresh <laughs> it couldn't just do it a little componentized. bit componentized yeah no, so hey um yeah but we've had a bit of feedback from uh, some of our listeners about our recording quality and, and it's been good feedback yeah, uh, I think it was Brendan. Thank you, Brendan, right. for just giving us a few uh, useful tips. Actually, people have uh, sometimes commented how we have a bit of variation, not just in our content, <laughs> but also in our volume levels. So I thought this episode, we're going to really try to modulate yeah. our voices and try and maintain a equidistant That's right. but respectful because the other option was to get some really funky sexy software to solve this for us but instead we're going to go for the two finger spaces from That's the microphone right. instead yeah except that and you've got bigger hands than me Richard, I'm going to so. hold a pantyhose up in front of my, <laughs> my face to uh, well, because it had some funky name eh? like something compression sound ah well there's mm-hmm. kind of Sound level compression. Equalizer. Uh, we've got automatic level control yeah, checkbox on I, I figure, I figure that stuff was mainstream and we needed it. Yeah. Apple would have included it in GarageBand. I, I agree. I agree. Yeah. You know, I think it's difficult to account for the fact that we um, speak at different volumes That's right. throughout the podcast as we get excited, as the adrenaline is pumping. Uh, also, we Cause, move because I'm, really I'm really concerned. I'm really concerned that if we if we focus too much on getting the sound right, we won't. The content yeah. will the, the get worse. will suffer. It, it will, will suffer. Get worse. And yet, yeah, unimaginably we'll, bad. <laughs> we'll have even greater variations That's in right. the content. And so, I still think we should keep hunting for some software. So, if anyone's got any, some good software that can post process, yes. obviously it needs to run on a Mac. It needs to be an embedded plugin to GarageBand, <laughs> and it needs to be free. Yeah, otherwise um, it's a no-goer, really. Otherwise it's Any, a no-goer. It's got to satisfy three quite stringent requirements. That's right. Yeah, the free one's actually quite a big one, uh, too, Richard. True. Yeah. Yes. Well, yeah. especially for me. Why do you? We splashed cheap. out 200 Well, I say we. You splashed out $200 <laughs> on the snowball, so. Yeah, I thought that would solve all our problems. It certainly... Maybe we need two. Well, yeah, we could try that. We, we could also how, how have you we, record from we, your house. And, that's true. That's and true. That, that might help localise the left and right channels. You know, I was thinking about that. Yeah. The whole, you know, because I drove over here again and, you know, we've talked in the past about being carbon neutral. Yes. And I, and I was kind of thinking it wouldn't be kind of cool if you could just sort of stop in at the dairy and pick up some carbon credits. Because, you know, I was feeling <laughs> right there I had the impulse buy yeah. to, to offset my carbon credits. Yeah, but, but you, I'm, you surely that. I'm offsetting your carbon by not travelling, by just sitting on my bottom well, here at the computer. Well, I think you're mitigating more than anything. So, anyway, that's what well, I was thinking. So, I could sit for longer after you're gone, and true. therefore... Why should a big power company be able to buy carbon offsets, but I can't? Well, the dairy, the local dairy. Well, you should be able to go to the dairy. You know, you get yeah. home and the wife goes, oh, did you get those carbon <laughs> offsets? Oh, I forgot, I'll go out again. Yeah. Okay. And you could gift them to friends, I was thinking, I could gift it to you, because you... Like, do you still drive an SUV? No, you got no, an SUV. No, That's right. No. I, go, oh, I feel bad for you. Have, have some carbon credits. Yeah. And then the logical logical thought there was, of course, that you could then give carbon credits to the third world. 
They yeah, were hoping for a goat. I was going to say, instead of yeah. farm animals, give them carbon he's, credits. Just what we wanted. He's an offset yeah. for a ton of carbon. <laughs> hey. Yeah. Windows 8. Whoa. We watched the video before, Richard. You reckon that's... That, I mean... There's tech. There's tech. 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 Oh, it's not as hot as the Nook. Are we done with the? Oh touch no! Uh, well, no, no. Actually, no. Are you? Are you did I you have some more stuff? Oh, well, let's be honest. That's all it is. Yeah. Do you think they'll bring it to um, New Zealand? Like, no, uh, I don't think so. Because uh, Barnes and Noble doesn't. No, really no, they don't that. really exist. Borders barely yeah. exist. There was. A, I Amazon read some interesting stuff around yeah. how the the uh, one of those OLED, AMOLED. AMOLED. Yeah. Yeah. How they reckon that those screens maybe. They'll bring together this whole difference between, you know... Oh, e-ink uh, and sort yeah. of LCD screens. Yeah. Well, don't they have those colour e-ink, isn't... Um, yeah, they do. Oh, what's the name of that company called? E-ink? Uh, ink? <laughs> is, is it, it called e-ink? X-I, isn't it? Oh, no, Q-I. Oh, Q-G-Z? yeah. Z? I thought they were the power people. Ah, no, I think these guys working on it, and okay. it's, it's bound to happen. But I suspect that Amazon's next, their Nook killer... Yeah. Which will presumably be what the Kindle Four or whatever. Oh, that, I don't know. Or yep. Kindle Pro, Kindle yep. Ma- Kindle Max. I think they just call them Kindles. Do that's kind of cool. That's kind of yeah. you know. There's no you know what? version numbering. There's no. Yeah, there is. There's Kindle One, Kindle Two. You've got a Kindle Two, haven't you? No, it's more than that. Kindle Three, two and a half. Yeah. What whatever. firmware version it's is the it? Kindle. Running? Who cares? <laughs> does it even have firmware? <laughs> Surely it does. It's got a Retina display. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, no. When they, I reckon Amazon's next play will be some kind of colourful uh, e-ink reader, or maybe they'll just go some kind of Androidy thing. Nook runs Android, doesn't it? It's just by the by, it, it just happens to be using that as its OS. It's not making a big song and dance about it. No, I didn't know that. No, you didn't read the articles, did you? Oh uh, no, I was no. I I just cared what it did. You know? Right? Yeah. Is it good for reading books? Looks I, like I, it. I don't want an app store for my book reader. No, true. I just wanted to read books. <laughs> I, Crazy talking. I want multifunction devices. I don't want to have yeah. an e-book reader and, an, and a tablet and a mobile phone. And da, 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 da. Yeah, yeah. I'm resigned to not having a multifunction device because I mean I've got a, I've got an aging you know, iPhone 3GS. Yeah. And I was thinking about that. I was thinking, yeah, it's only like 16 months old. And That's not going to so, run it's iOS not run 5. 5. No. You're coming out next week. Yeah, I'm, I'm being pushed off. The, yeah, yeah. And yeah, when you think about it, you know, the iPhone 4 has only been on sale in New Zealand for maybe a year. A year, one year? One year. One year, year. And so, almost a year. You know, I feel so yeah. you know ancient with my old thing that you know I could have bought that just over a year ago and it would have been you can the still, latest model. You can still buy the 3GS. It's still on sale. Can you really? Yes, uh, a pretty cheap price too. I don't know who's buying it. People who, I guess, don't feel the need or do like I say the rounded, can't, can't maybe they just like the rounded corners. So I say they probably can't afford a four because it's yeah. pretty pricey. True. Vodafone New Zealand just put the price up by a few hundred dollars. Well, it's because the American dollars. No, it doesn't. Yeah, no, I don't really okay. understand that. I think it's just corporate greed. Yeah. So um, next week, iOS five. That's right. Lion. I've had a play of Lion. Um, with the you know developer preview version of that, yeah, it's uh, it's a little bit like having a tablet OS on your computer, right? Um, in a good way or an irritating uh, way? It's well, the previews it was still pretty rough. The version I, I haven't been able to try preview number three because I couldn't do the update for some reason. So the one I was using was a little bit slow. Um, it had this like this thing called uh, mission control, so you can kind of like uh, get all your windows up at once, and you can sort of you know. I don't even know how to describe it. You kind of have to go to the web and have a look at some of the stuff out that's out there. But right. it's trying trying to bring some of those um, sort of multitasking features from the tablet, from the iPad, plus the expose that was already built into uh, macOS, 
and just a, yeah, just a nice way of sort of grouping your open windows and allow you to scroll through and you know pick the stuff you want to um, start up. There, there's a you know on your tab on your iPad and you've got all your icons laid out on the you know the yeah. home screen. They've got a, a version of that pretty much for your your apps. So normally apps are you know hidden away in little folders, but you can I don't I can't remember what that's called. I think it's just Launchpad. You start up Launchpad and it just puts all your your application icons tiles them on your screen. Of course, you can't go and touch it because your screen isn't touch screen. You have to move your mouse, and so it's kind of got this horrible um, hybrid. Actually, I found it a little bit awkward. Maybe it'll change, um, you know, when it goes live. Because you, know, you could have achieved that by just having all your applications on the desktop and tiled them. Well, you, I mean, that's what people <laughs> have done, right? Yeah. You know, in the olden days. But it's not swipey. So no, it's, this makes no, it more swipey and well, I, more automated. I, I'm not. I don't think it's a bad idea. Just, no, it, um, it worked actually quite nice with the, my. Um, it's very Ubuntu, though, isn't it? Uh, no. I'm sure, no, no. <laughs> I don't think so. Well, no, there was there wasn't a version of Ubuntu yeah. where um, they they literally yeah they replaced the the the, the backdrop of the main desktop yeah. was actually just buttons to launch things and they were all kind uh, of automated. Yeah. I found it really quite disturbing. Yeah, look, it, it didn't quite work for me, but I put that down to it being you know sort of beta or yeah. very early beta. And by next week, I'm sure that I've sorted out. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's a lot there's of a lifetime there, isn't yeah, there? Really? Yeah. yeah, and there's a lot of speculation. You know, what's going to happen? iOS five, what's going to be in that? Because you know, any number of things. Uh, obviously, a lot of people know what's going to be in Lion, but there's that iCloud. So all these, you know, the whole blogosphere is, you know, just it's pumping. Busy, it's, it's gone crazy. It's what, what, what's going on? And frankly, I just want to know what Steve Jobs is going to wear. Our levels just went up there. Did it? Did you see oh, okay. I got excited. Well, yeah. I, was saying, I just want to know what Steve Jobs is actually going to wear at the keynote. Right. You know, will he still be wearing his New Balance shoes, his Levi five hundred one uh, jeans, and that sort of black faux turtleneck? You know, and if he's not, well, would if that, he's not, that I imply mean, something. Well, the world will have changed, Richard. That's true. Because you know, that's, that's his true. uniform. So, what, yeah. what 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 are people saying is going to be an iOS five? Oh, I, I, to be honest, I don't even care. I I want to be surprised. I don't want to like just read all this. You know, uninformed speculation because that's what we do. That's what we do. <laughs> exactly. Say, yeah. So I, I you want to hear it. Uh, yeah. No, I just I'm, I actually want to go into this one and just see what it is. I mean, gone are the days when you could just be excited about new product releases or new software releases. I want to I want to bring that back into my life. Wow. So I'm just going to like go. Nah, I'm not going to look. I'm not going to listen. Not going to, you know, get into all the speculation stuff. I'm just going to wait for a week. Maybe you know, watch the live stream or read the live blogs. Okay. Uh, of the king, you know. Do you know the, what I think? Yeah, what? No, I don't have any thoughts. <laughs> what do you want? Do you want anything? I, I look. I just want it to not. I want it to work on my machine. It won't. So I'm happy to, I'm have, almost I'm happy certain. to have no new functionality. I'm almost certain it will not run. On I did read something they were going to do that sounded yeah. quite interesting, but I've now forgotten. So. New notification system that would be good. No, that seems no integration with iCloud. That might be interesting. So what is this iCloud? Uh, it's just um, you know. It's not mobile me re. re- yeah, no, well, uh, that, you're asking me to speculate, Richard. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, yeah. I'm sure our listeners will really appreciate the fact that you're completely uninformed this no, week. No, no, no. Yeah, that's um, great. Yeah, yeah let's do a, that every week. It'll be yes. a rebadging. <laughs> we do that every week. It'll be a rebadging of Mobile Me. It'll be potentially like a music locker, streaming music, streaming video. I mean, there's all these things that could possibly be. It could be um, cloud storage and integration for iWorks because um, they've just you know moved that um, the iWorks stuff so it runs on your your iPhone and iPod Touch. But I, I, don't know, no, I just no, that's doing anything for me. No, exactly. I just. I just want it all to work and to work nicely and to be in harmony next week and um, for Steve to be well. Is that too much to ask? And and just for it to be cheap. 
and cheap. not ex- and not expensive. Yeah, so I'm looking for cheap. Cheap's good. I don't want to have to spend too much money to you know buy into this new world that Apple has. But to be honest, I just wonder if it'll be all that good because you know doing cloud-based stuff is not easy. It's, uh, it takes more than just building a fancy new data center to be you know good in the cloud. And I frankly um, wonder whether Apple will be able to pull it off. You know, mm. and Amazon and Google. Well, not historically. You know, exactly. So, you know, would I get too excited about a 1.0 version of the iCloud? Which, I have to admit, too, sounds a bit dorky. iCloud. Yeah. I mean... I Sorry, I, I never got past the whole, I'm good in the cloud. It sounds like a pickup line, doesn't it? I, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm well, good in the cloud. You know, you know yeah. Larry Page could, you know, pull that off. He could... He could. He could do, you know, um, Jeff <laughs> but, Bezos, but then he is good, good in the cloud. The, exactly, they're good, good in the cloud. cloud. Yeah. You know, nowadays being good in the cloud is better than being good in bed, I think. Anyway, that, that was quite inappropriate. <laughs> Sorry, yes. Yeah. It's so no, Windows, Windows 8. Genders. Windows 8. Yeah, sorry, Windows 8. Yeah, we, we got distracted in Apple yeah. stuff. We, we, we watched yeah. a video, um, uh, which was yeah. I can't remember in, the name in, of the guy. And they revealed the revealed the the code, code name. name. Yes, he said the secret co- the code name for Windows 8 is actually Windows, Windows 8, 8. Yeah, which I thought you was quite it, hilarious. Yeah, well, yeah. unless you've seen yeah. the video, in which case I wonder. I wonder that if that was a mistake or whether well, that's actually kind of like a whole. Propaganda program, misinformation. Historically, historically, you know, when you know, Microsoft had really quite cool code names, Cairo, and then at the point Chicago, where they go live, yeah, it's a really it. crappy name like yeah. Windows Vista. Seven or, <laughs> or Windows Vista. Eight. Yeah, Windows yeah. Vista. Well, I kind of like the fact they've gone back to numbers. I think you know, it's kind of a clean, easy to understand naming strategy. Yeah, the whole Vista XP me. Yeah, it's a bit naff. Oh well, those were oh, Vistas, all right. You know, as a name. Well, no, as no, a name. it's not. As an operating it's system, it's appalling. Yeah. It will forever have been, you know, that, that word will be associated yeah. with bad operating systems. Well, do you like, uh, you know, Apple's no. naming systems no. around large cats? No. No? OS X. Yeah. 10. OS 10. 10? <clears throat> yeah, that's what Who? the X means. Does it? Ah! <laughs> I thought I just couldn't think of a name. Yeah. Um, what about Ubuntu's? Yeah, I've already, yeah, I've already said that. I don't like that. Oh, well, they, well, because the new one's called... Uh, Narwhal, I think. Narwhal, well, I yeah. think Narly Narwhal. Yeah. So that, and mm. it's a, like a mammal? Yeah. Fish? Uh, not a fish. Swimming mammal? Swimming mammal, like yeah. a whale or shark. Big bloated whale. Is a shark a mammal? Windows could go for big bloated <laughs> whale, couldn't it? Yeah, it'd be quite good. Well, yeah. Is a, shark, is a shark a mammal, Richard? Ah, yeah, it could be. Yeah. Nah, fish. It's a fish. You know, if there's any um, zoologists or biologists, gills. it's, got, it's yeah. a fish. A yeah. whale's a man. We're going to get anyway. mail about this. Anyway, Windows 8, finally. Let's, finally. let's talk about e-commerce. So, so we, watch, <laughs> we watched this Windows 8 um, preview video, which was from uh, one of their product managers, and he was sort of demonstrating it. And I guess overwhelmingly it has that sort of Windows Phone 7 flavor to it of yeah. lots of tiles. Tiles are the uh, are better than icons, apparently, That's right. we were told. Yeah. Because um, tiles are in, stuff. tiles are in, and icons uh, are out. Because because it always comes down to the same thing, yeah. right? You know, there's there's always that one application they use to justify things. So if, if you're talking about surface computing, they invariably show people shuffling photos. Yes, because there is almost no other use for surface. No, <laughs> I exaggerate, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. And similarly, they're going the weather, t- the, the weather, weather. The it's weather. always the weather. You want to see the weather. You want to see the weather. You don't want to have to open the weather application. Yeah, you want instant. Oh, I can't remember the last time I used yeah. my device to check the weather. Where, I do that all where, the time. Where yeah. I wasn't looking for more depth than just it's 22 degrees right now. Right. I want to know whether it's sunny, whether it's going right. to rain. I, and so, I have to say yeah. that for you know looking at Windows 8, if you're not a fan of tablet PCs, it's all over for you. You're going to hate it. Because yeah. you know, this whole tablet interface, it's been like, do you remember we went through that phase where um, they decided the web was good and the web was all all powerful? 
Um, and so mm. they, you know, Microsoft tuned oh, even, oh, the oh, Explorer yes. into, into like, like a browser, yeah. a file browsing thing, and it was just Horrible. the most horrendous concept. You had to like double click on to open things. Or yeah, and everything, or, everything. Yeah, like whereas, whereas yeah. it was quite a natural thing. It suddenly became a hyperlinks yeah. and stuff. Yeah, and yeah, I was, was like. Wrong. You know, we're cool and hip, we understand. It was like, no, you've you've so misunderstood. <laughs> you've what? They've done it again. Yeah. I think, um, so So whilst the, the sort of tablet UI touch, uh, you know, theming looks pretty good, uh, it would only work, I think, on a touch device. And yet they're talking about this being some kind of unified Windows that will, you know, he says at the end, we'll run it on things with keyboards and mice, we'll run it on touch devices, on phones, on your fridge... Uh, you know, pretty much anything. It, it looks like it would only actually be useful on a touch um, tablet. I, c- I can't imagine that it's going to be that much fun to use with a normal keyboard. But maybe maybe they kind of assume that there'll be peripherals a bit like your... Uh, like touch track, trackpad. Magic trackpad. trackpad. Yeah, that's right. Where, you know, you're not touching the screen, but you've still got that touch-like experience. Yeah, look, it's still not the same. I, and I think that's what I found with Lion, is that when there were things where there was a bit of... You, you would naturally swipe on a tablet through physical touch. Swiping on my magic trackpad was not all that magical. I was disconnected from the physical sensation of touching something right. and having it react to it. Yeah. You know, it's, the remote control thing doesn't quite work. And, yeah. uh, you know, the the yeah. thing I found interesting in that video was, was this whole... Where they kind of had that new UI, and then they had this kind of concept it was horrible. of a, it was jarring, wasn't it? And then they had yeah. this kind of concept of a like a oh, the docking, um, a, what are they snapping, it? It snapping. snapping. So they had like that was a good. actually that was good a slider yes. to split the screen up, and yeah. you can have things snapping into either side of that slider. And I presume there's more that you can have more than one. Slider. No, no, I think Just what the they one? were saying is that you could split the screen fitly in two, right? Not not exactly in half. So you have always have a small. Um, segment and a large segment and basically you could populate those with two different applications and then flick stuff into the large segment and rotate so the couple of things i felt was one that as you were flicking new things in the transition was a bit jarring yeah Uh, it just oh it just didn't feel quite right didn't get the timing right and and so little details like that would would really annoy me um but the the actual idea seemed quite good because sometimes you do want to have like a little widgety thing on the left hand side and something on the right hand side um, which is, you know, taking the, the focus of your attention. That was, that was actually quite good. I thought that was... Yeah, I thought it was quite good. I, I mean, yeah. it, you know, it doesn't really... It, it's a, I guess it's a different kind of visual metaphor because at the end of the day you can have windows that are resized to the left and the resized to the yeah. right. So, for example, in, in Windows 7 you can do windows in the left key and it will resize to exactly halfway across. Oh, right. And, and, yeah. You know, so yeah. it's, it's kind of a, taking it to the next sort well, of Well, it's taking it step. to the to the. But what touch. I found quite yeah. strange, and I think you, know, yeah. you kind of commented the same thing, was this concept that the left-hand side could be this kind of highly graphical, touchy-style interface. And then the right-hand side could be like a Excellent. classic Windows ah, 7. Yeah. Almost like it's almost like the experience you get when you run an operating system in a virtual machine. Yeah. Sitting to once, oh, I thought, oh, well, that's... That, that was a bit that old. really lost me. I thought they were doing quite good um, for most of it until they then said, oh, but we can just, you know, you want to use your old traditional applications, your legacy apps, like Excel. And then it basically um, takes over the entire interface. You move away from the tiles... And you go to having a little start bar yeah. from Windows 7. Yeah, with, it, with its own desktop yeah, yeah, background. exactly. And, and I was like, and no, was, no, 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 no. It was quite jarring, wasn't it? It, it reminds me of Windows 1.0, which used to run on top of DOS. Yeah. And it was so obvious that it was a veneer on top of DOS. And now you've kind of got this touch UI tiled interface, which is still a veneer on top of Windows. And they're trying to do Windows without Windows, but they're only going part way there. And... and 
I, I just the, to me this is what's wrong with Microsoft. They just can't let go of the past. They no. can't let, let go. Well, of they, they don't want to lose those. I guess they don't want to lose those people who. You know, yeah, but they'll they, the business they, people. They and could because you know they did. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, I made this comment here. They yeah. they were talking about. Um, yeah, they were doing. You know, they were flicking through their photos and showing how yeah. they organise photos, and then they 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 made a. I can't remember exactly what they said, but it was kind of like I finished the sentence with "Now I need to do some work." Right. Yeah, you know, and it was kind of like uh, this operating system doesn't look like it's designed for. Work. It's designed as a. You know, and, and I, I read some commentary yeah. recently, which was kind of like Microsoft so desperately want to be a consumer company. They oh, desperately, yeah. but they're really not. Why don't they just focus on doing enterprise really well? A bit like BlackBerry did, right? Just focus on doing enterprise really well. You're never going to be an Apple. Well, in the same I mean, way, Dell yeah. should never try and be a consumer. I mean, not talking about consumer yeah, as in yeah. something. That, I'm talking about you know consumer in the sense of consumers love you as opposed yes, to yeah. consumers tolerate you and you they'll yeah. buy you because you're you you know you have utility. But I think um, isn't it the problem though? If they don't attack that market, if they don't get a foothold. They're becoming less and less relevant. So you know they they've proven they can do some good stuff in the consumer space. Look at Xbox. I mean, you know, it's the uh, dominant, you know, you know, gaming platform. You know, no, it's no cheap. doubt about it. Uh, but yeah, well, but they also had the right people, you know, sure. running that division. Yeah, sure. uh, that they could do something pretty amazing with Windows Phone Seven, and especially with that Mango stuff. I saw a bit of a video on that, and they, it looks great. Good demo, good demo stuff. Yeah. If they can actually pull it off, again, it's actually like a very good competitor to everything else that's out there. I think it's. I actually think it looks better than iOS um, and Android. Mm-hmm. That's a lot for me to say that. Um, but well, maybe they, it's but, uh, maybe know. it's all based on that same because it's some really cutting edge technology. They were saying it's based on oh, oh, HTML and, and, JavaScript. and JavScript. Yeah, so, right. And, and they said that in a really excited way. Yeah, yeah well, So you know, for all of, which is quite interesting because on the other hand, then you've got you know the announcement this week about Intel with their Ultrabooks about whole you know their whole oh, line of okay. very very low um, you know power consuming CPUs. Yeah, yeah. And on the other hand, you know. Microsoft moving their way to you know building their whole operating system based on interpreted languages and mm. HTML, which was really not designed for this kind of stuff. Yes, yeah. Look, I I, I kind of hear what you're saying. Microsoft should maybe stick to the enterprise, but I think the biggest issue, Richard, is that they're tied to their history, to their past. Yeah. They've got too much baggage. They're, they're too. Oh, they can't worried. afford to upset the corporate. Well, no, they customer. can't. They're too. This is. I mean, I Apple just... doesn't give a toss, right? Apple is happy to upset you every year. Yeah. They... And that's exactly right. They're prepared to innovate. They're prepared to like leave baggage behind. If you have to hold on to compatibility to legacy applications, you need to still run Win32 apps. You still want to run your Office applications, sure. and you, then then yeah, you're going to be stuck in the past. And I think that's their biggest issue. And when you look at the Windows 8 thing, that's the thing that strikes me is that you can't let go. You've got to have that start bar down there because you don't know how to do anything else. You almost had it right. You you had me. You almost had me. And then ah. You know, yeah, you got you gone back, you know, and I and, and I can just see them doing that. I mean, this is Steve Ballmer written all over it. Yeah, you know, if Bill Gates was running the show still, he wouldn't have done that. I truly believe. Okay. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. So when does it? So when's it due for shipping? Doesn't well, have a year it was, anymore, does it? I don't so we know. Don't know. It was, yeah. Well, the concept video was out. That's all I cared about. Okay. And they said <laughs> it was going to be a series, didn't they? Uh, I, th- I think. So I maybe read... they saved just one more thing. Yeah. yeah. No, uh, I think I read something in 2013, probably. Okay. So we've got a wee ways to go. Nothing too ambitious then. No. Well, the world will have moved on by then. We were all thrown out these silly tablets and touch interfaces. <laughs> eh? Oh, I hope so. Yeah. You know, or there'll be some kind of like mass infection that you know wipes out the whole, whole you know populations. And they'll find that it's based on That's touch be, devices. Yeah, Wouldn't that be tragic? Yeah. But, but, you know, like E. coli on vegetables. That's right. But if you touch be... the screen, you did. Yeah. yeah. 
that would that would decimate the whole tech industry if they tracked that E. coli infection that's been killing people in Europe right. to touch devices. True. Okay, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, um, probably time for me to talk about Star Trek because you know I yeah. can see that you really want me to. Everybody's, fav- everybody's favorite segment of the show. Oh, look, you know, so it's been two weeks. You watched another. Episode. Yeah, I watched another episode. I watched, Quite a fan, aren't you? Really? I watched. Ep- <laughs> I don't want to get ahead of myself. Yeah, no. I don't want to get ahead of myself. Look, and I thought after episode one, I would, I would watch episode two. Okay. And this one was called Charlie X. Uh, You know what I liked about Star Trek is a lot of the protagonists or the bad guys or enemies are these, you know, alien races. You have like the Klingons, the Romulans, and later, you know, shows and franchises they have people like the Fringy, the Borg, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, well, they haven't kind of got to that sort of stage in the evolution of Star Trek. And so the main protagonist in this particular episode is a uh, socially awkward teenage boy by the oh. name of Charlie Evans. Right. Yeah. Who happens to have um, what I thought was a, a sort of bulging, protruding uh, forehead yep. and quite sort of bulging eyes. Oh. And he's like most teenage boys, he's a bit inept. So he goes around constantly asking members of the crew, uh, here I've got, oh, do you like me? He just constantly asks me, do you like me? And he's very awkward around uh, some of the women crew members. Right. Yeah. So, unfortunately, again, a little bit like the previous episode, it was really about a particular individual who has some sort of almost supernatural powers. And he's got kind of these very powerful telekinetic powers that he got. Was it kind of a sound? Was it like a sound? Yeah, sort of. Well, the music kind of... And the thing is, when you see him do it, you know, it does a really big close-up on his face and Mm. it makes his eyes bulge out more and he puts it, you know, he half-closes his eyelids and they flitter about. And and he looks like he's a bit constipated, to be honest. Uh, When really he's actually just exerting control over other people in the room, Mm. you know. And it just doesn't work again for me, Richard. It's a little bit like the man trap where you just have this silly, silly, you know, character who's got silly, um, silly powers. It doesn't make any sense. He got them gifted by some other, you know, advanced race. Oh, he could they... got some carbon credits instead. <laughs> exactly. You know, and, and, he, and then he makes the members of the crew very uncomfortable with his yeah. behaviour. Yeah. Can I just yeah. pause you there? Uh, yeah. You know, like, obviously, I could comment on that, but right. I can't think of anything to say. Other than I would like to say to the listeners' benefit that in general we run this show on a wing and a prayer with almost no notes, but you've got a whole page of notes. No, there well, just some bullet about, points. Yeah, exactly. About this show, <laughs> this is the this is the depth of your journalistic. It's like yeah, I probably is do it the only reason. thing that gets you through to the end of the show is knowing that you've got to do this. Review. Well, yeah, yeah. So how so many more episodes have we got to go? Uh, well, I've only got first two seasons, so okay. about you know fifty-eight or so. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But no, they, they get better. Okay, okay. Well, no, but hey, I've got a bit of, there's a bit of a geek tech yep. sort of observation oh, there, cool. is that James Kirk uses what looks to be a very rudimentary form of a tablet PC, or, you know, a Rock. tablet device, yep. whilst he's, um, you know, in his little swivel chair. Unfortunately, I think it's running Windows 8, because he actually needs a stylus, so there's no touch yeah. UI, no touch UI. Because they were on a, they were on a five year mission, weren't they? They were. See, yeah. if they were running Apple devices, they, those wouldn't be working after a year. They'd be like, uh, you know, they'd be out of date. Well, either that or the, the firmware updates <laughs> would probably kill them. Yeah, that's right. I, I wonder if you can do firmware updates over subspace communication. Yeah, oh, yeah, and and you know, would you get push notifications? <laughs> 
Probably, yeah. What, have you, what if you're going at like light speed or warp speed or whatever? Yeah. Would you get there? But would you get the push notification yeah. sensory subspace before you actually arrived? Because it could be a real drain yeah. on the battery, couldn't it? You probably want to just go for a fifteen. Well, no, pole. you just sort of you just really attach your device up to the warp nacelles and recharge, probably recharge them very quickly. I'd say. That's, yeah, true. Yeah, they'd run on antimatter anyway, Richard. Instead what, of push not, notifications, <laughs> your, your eye devices. Ah. Instead of using standard lithium-ion batteries, there'd be a small matter-antimatter reactor. Yeah. Well, it would be a small problem if that kind of failed, because you could probably you would, might destroy the whole thing. That wouldn't ship. be user-replaceable, would it? No, no, not user-replaceable at all. You'd have to get Scott in. Well, in fact, that's all he does. He's really the IT guy, isn't he? Yeah, it's true. Yeah. True. And, and the thing is, I guess, you know, if you, if, whatever you described, your warp factor thing, yeah. there'd, there'd, there'd be like, even though it's not user-replaceable, there'd be these little kits, right, that you could get over the internet <laughs> yeah. that would help you to you know, replace your own. Yeah. Yeah, dangerous as that might be. You might vaporise yourself. Yeah. There's always risk, you know, but somebody's willing to do it. That's why you have an engineering department. Exactly. <laughs> the, the funny thing, actually, that you mention it now, well, that I mention it, um, actually, there's no Scotty yet. I have not seen Scotty. And uh, Sulu wasn't in this episode. He was in the first episode. It was right. like they were just trying, and it's like, oh, we're, we're not too sure about the Asians. Yeah. We're going to give them, like, a probationary I, I period. I think it's still true, though, isn't it? Well, I might not be able to be in this podcast. Uh, so anyway, I, I, look, I'm going to give it a rating, you know, out of five stars. Last week, um, the last podcast I gave, what did I give um, episode one? I think I gave it two. It's pretty scathing. Well, I, I'm, I'm going to give this, this was marginally better, two and a half. Two and a half, whoa. Well, yeah, even that sounds a bit high now that I say, because that's almost like 50%. That's, that's tantamount to being a pass. That's true. And actually, I would, I, no, I'd give this a fail. So I'm going to do two and a quarter stars. Okay, two I, and a quarter. I, I, it's really... I don't think I'll ever watch that episode again, either. Available now from all bad yeah. bookstores. Yeah, so yeah. No, that's a bit, okay. bit stink. Gosh, I think next next time it's um, Where No Man Has Gone Before, which is a pretty cool title, yeah. to be honest, right? Better than The Man Trap or Charlie X. Yeah. It's actually quite a cool title. So I, and I do remember having seen it, uh, and I, I think it's actually a pretty good episode. Okay, so we look forward to that. I'm looking for at least a three for that, but you know, we'll just good have stuff. to wait and see. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, so, um, no. No, I, I was, had something just okay. off the top hey, of the I wanted to, you know, yeah. I wanted to, uh, you know, uh, talk about telecom broadband. Yeah, I like to talk about that from time to time. Why? Well, yeah, they won about... the ultrafast broadband, whatever that oh, means. Okay, yeah. So let's not bore our international listeners. But what I want or, to say is there was a couple of things. Or even our New Zealand listeners. <laughs> there was a couple of things that I found very interesting this week. Well, first of all, I used my mobile broadband, my telecom mobile broadband, which, yep. as, as, as long-time listeners will know, I have a love-hate relationship with, to download... 360 megabytes, which is quite a lot over mobile broadband. Right. Which it did extraordinarily well. I used one of those, you know, one of those download managers, so it you know, opened up five streams and Ooh. came down really, really quickly. HTTP download? Or yeah, yeah, HTTP, yeah. yeah. HTTP. Uh, it came down very quickly, um, so I was really impressed with that. Uh, but then I think they kicked me off the network for the rest of the day. Bastards. Because I just basically couldn't reconnect, <laughs> and I couldn't get any data. So it was kind of like positive and then negative. What's, uh, what's and, your bandwidth cap on that? Oh, uh, four gig a month. Oh, that's heaps. Mm. Uh, the right. other thing I yeah. think was really interesting, and again, this might be quite laughable for our overseas visitors, but yeah. uh, overseas listeners, I should say, is that you know, telecom, <laughs> my my telecom plan that I have for my home broadband is ten gig, and when I get to ten yeah. gig, it goes to dial-up speed. Oh yeah, that's and, pretty normal. Which that's is pretty, pretty normal, normal, but yeah. uh, you don't have any choice. You can't pay. Oh, I can. You, you see, yeah. And so telecom have now introduced the concept of being Double, able to like, pay instead. Do you? Can you? I, I do mine through Vodafone. New Zealand, they let me double my data, so I can go for 30 gig to 60 gig. Right. Do you have a double your well, data no, this or is, those this, no, this is the thing, it's per meg. It's per oh, meg, no, and yeah. it's yeah. actually very reasonably priced. 
Right. How which is, which is completely unusual. for it. So it's like, it's, it's two cents a meg, so that's $2 a gig. That's pretty good. That's, that's that. actually quite a reasonable way of charging people. Because the double's like, yeah. oh, okay, cheers, dude. I didn't oh, really need to double, so, I just so, needed so, a bit so, more. So $2, $2 for a gigabyte. Yeah. So if you download 30 gigabytes, that would be... $60. $60. Well, that's actually quite expensive then. Yeah, but you've got to remember that, yeah. you know, it's in my boundaries of... I usually use 10 every so often I could do a 12. Right. So, you yeah. know, I don't want to pay to... Yeah, Because I think the next Otherwise jump I have to go to is like 30 or something. Right, you go to a bigger plan yeah, anyway. So. They're ridiculously um, bad plans here in New Zealand. We're really in the uh, on, on the bottom end of the world, really, aren't we? We're just a pimple on the internet. Yes, we are. Yeah. And that's why our plans are very good, so. Well, yeah, competition, lack of competition, I say. Oh, I I want to um, tell you a good good story, a good news story, Richard. All right. Uh, It's about Ubuntu, actually. Uh, You know how we reviewed it last time? I'd just like to say we're not Ubuntu fanboys. Aren't we? Because we keep talking about it, you know, we keep talking about (laughs) it. I love it. Well, you know, this is one of those, um, like, you know, accidental kind of happy events okay we were i was using ubuntu and i was ex- using the whatever the explorer slash finder slash whatever you call it thing yes, is yes. that you use to look around the file system and uh, i was just exploring things and then i noticed that it had picked up um one of my windows machines well the only windows machine i run actually mm-hmm. so i run a single windows vista machine on my network and it, it, it saw it now that this doesn't sound particularly amazing to you, I suspect, but it is amazing to me because for so long my Mac machines have never seen this Windows machine. <laughs> they used to. They used to happily it's connect. Been in stealth mode. Yeah, they, yes, they used to happily connect to it over um, SMB, and I used to be able to, uh, you know, do a remote desktop connection to it. I'd happily remote administer it if I wanted to get files on off it. I would just do it over SMB mounting, and and all was good. And then there was a period of darkness in my life when that completely disappeared. Uh, I must have done an update through, you know, MacOS, mm. and, and, you know, it completely screwed it up. And I was reverting to having to physically touch this machine, you know, turn it on. I'd have to stick in USB drives in order to get data off it or put data onto it. And it was really painful. And, um, yeah, in my um, just experimentations with Ubuntu and just playing around, just mucking about, really, I thought, oh, my goodness, it can see my Windows machine. And it, it just lit up my life, and I thought, oh, gosh, if this can see it, maybe my Macs can now see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, tried it, and yet yeah, something has uh, miraculously fixed itself, and my Macs can now see that machine. I can now remote. Maybe it was that uh, just that it? sense of competition between Ubuntu and Mac. Right, could have been. Look, if you're looking, if you're going to look at Windows, I'm going to look at Windows yeah, too. Yeah, Ubuntu can do it. I can do it too. Yeah, if you're going to perv, I'm going to perv as well. <laughs> yeah, but did you ever have these kind of like just? Just accidental kind of things that go on, and, and it made me happy. It warmed so maybe, my heart. Maybe it's just your network. Maybe well, your network's changed somewhere. I, I don't know, to be honest. Because I've been, I, you I know, do not know what it my is. Network, I've been remote desktoping from one of my PCs to my laptop. Yeah. Because I'm too lazy to plug in the screen, uh, and it's kind of weird. It's like over Wi-Fi, it will run for 45 minutes, and then suddenly it'll go. Oh, it's gone. Right. I'm sorry, it's gone. And you have to reset. And, you know, if you disconnect yeah. and, and, yeah. and reconnect it, it's there again. It's almost like the router's just lost. I lock. have that problem with one of my routers, and it's always the same router that I have that problem with. Yeah. It's a Linksys, someone yeah. that's uh, diabolical. Never had that problem with my Apple one. I have to say, but, right? You know, I don't. Because really... it's interesting because um, the mm. local play centre where my children go, they were looking. Yeah. They were going to. Mm. They were going to put in Cat Five cabling. 
Right. So they're looking to save some costs, and so they're going to go Wi-Fi. My wife said, that'll be okay, won't it? And I kind of nodded <laughs> in that kind of slow, knowing way of, yes, it should, should be should, okay, should be okay. So long as you so understand what... how to disconnect, reconnect, and oh, do all those yeah. things you have to do to fix Wi-Fi, because yeah. Wi-Fi is 98% good, yeah. 2% evil. Yeah. Look, uh, my daughter goes to that same play centre, Richard, yeah. and I, I'm... I'm a bit concerned that they're taking advice for, purely from you. That uh, I haven't been consulted on, uh, you know, the, the, the ICT fit out of right. this okay. uh, play centre. Yeah, look, and, look. I think uh, they still have to put in the Cat Five <laughs> if you can stump up ten grand for it. Whoa! Can't we just go probably down Cat Six, can, can Cat Seven? Just, oh yeah, you want to run Gigabit Ethernet? Uh, oh, to, to you right. well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. I, I mean, was, they're only going to stuff cookie dough in the in the port anyway. Exactly. So. Oh yeah. No. Look, I, I think my daughter deserves the best uh, infrastructure. That, that she could possibly have in that place. Cause, right. Um, yeah, I don't Wi-Fi, just go Wi-Fi. Yeah, exactly. Malware, Richard. I want to talk malware. I'm sure you do. Uh, you familiar with the Stux, Stuxnet worm? Or is it a worm? Or just Stuxnet? S-T-U-X-N-E-T. Well, to be honest with you, you know, I run antivirus yeah. on my Windows machines. We don't really, I don't really have a, a malware problem. <laughs> yeah, oh, this is a MacOS thing, isn't no, it? No, no, no. Stuxnet, man. Stuxnet is like this mega... It's kind of like uh, known to be one of the best... Malware, um, you know, what, what do you got? Viruses, yeah, implementation okay. the world's ever known. Wow, it's like a weapons grade malware. Can you download it for me? Uh, I don't know actually. Uh, it was used to target um, the Iranian nuclear you know, fuel enrichment program. Well, that sounds dangerous. So yeah, exactly. Well, no, it was meant to sort of knock out their program. And what um, they don't know precisely did it. There's a lot of uh, speculation. It was the Israelis working with the US. Who you know, with their little cyber cyber army, yeah. created this fantastic little um, piece of malware and injected it into a, a variety of places. But in particular, it very very carefully targets certain types of devices, and you know, with particular configurations. So it's not the sort of thing that's going to um, infect any you know, like your mum's Windows machine. Yeah. It is Windows based, uh, and this Iranian you know nuclear fuel enrichment plant happens to use Windows for some things. And well, that's got, dangerous. Isn't well, it? it is, isn't it? You know, they should be okay. running Ubuntu. Yeah. Uh, and the, the actual the the little control, the SCADA supervisory data was it supervising and data acquisition systems mm. control. Yeah, you know, blah blah whatever. Um, the SCADA systems, which actually control all the you know all the little processes and the little things that go wibble 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 and um, enrich the nuclear fuel. Uh, they got infected with this thing hmm. and, you know, stopped working properly. In fact, I think what they did is they they reported that they were working correctly, but in fact they were wobbling a lot faster than they ought to. So they ended up wobbling themselves um, to death. Yeah. yeah. And so basically it's put the Iranian nuclear, you know, weapons program back many, many years. Uh, but I was just reading about it because I, I saw this um, talk about the, this consultant guy, his security consultant, that figured out what had actually gone on and it's fascinating just listening to how they isolated it as if it was like a real virus in a yeah. bio lab yeah. and you know how they tested it and, and it infect, infects particular hardware as I'm saying um, run by a German company called Siemens yeah. who, who make these SCADA systems and you know just how it was almost like a precision controlled you know piece of malware uh, it was it was just awesome, and, right? So, uh, which went well this time. It, it, well, true, <laughs> true. But well, actually, the, the, it sounds like the way it was engineered is it could not infect. You know, you did your desktop PC or yeah. um, any other thing. You you pretty much have to have a very very specific right. set of hardware and configured in a particular way. Uh, but what I found really funny was that you saw people like Semantic and Kaspersky Labs sort of making comment, you know, about this virus, 
you know, as if um, Kaspersky antivirus is actually going to stop this, as if Jackie Chan, you know, who's like the spokesman for Kaspersky. Was there any, was there any, was there any commentary about what antivirus the, the Iranians were well, running? It didn't. Probably, probably that Windows was saying, Defender. <laughs> they were probably saying, if you were just running Nortons, you know, it would have stopped this. I suspect that the uh, Israeli Defense Force and the Mossad and the, the U.S. Cyber Army are a little they bit more... They get through that. They could probably get through that, yeah. Is there, you reckon there's, maybe there's a disclaimer in the license that says, you know, this Norton is, is unsuitable for protecting nuclear... Power plants, Enrichment yeah. plants, yeah. yeah. No, I thought, I thought it was really interesting. No, that's that interesting. I thought you were going to talk about the level. malware attacks that are going on in the Mac OS. Oh, no, that's boring. Oh, okay. That's boring. Yeah. It wasn't boring when you used to slag off windows. Anyway. <laughs> I, I, um, have you been called by one of those people trying to scam you into uh, like loading on their malware onto your machine and then they sort of take control and then you've got to pay them money? I think they'd probably extort you or maybe no. they're doing it in order to... Um, have you? you know, I did get... I got rung up, actually. I, I was aware of this because I'd heard about it. Uh, it's an Indian organisation. So, you know, this Indian lady rings you up and says, you know, we've been scanning your system and we see that you've got, you know, some stuff. <laughs> and I well, no, there's a real worry because there's, there's some everyday normal people who are obviously not very IT savvy. They get sucked into this. Yeah. And so what they end up doing is actually um, following the lady's instructions and installing some malware onto their system, which they then use to probably, uh, I think they use it to... You know, and that's all they've been saying for a while is that, you know, social yeah. engineering... Social engineering, absolutely. Engineering techs are, are more I tried to thing. reverse social engineer her. Yeah. Um, but she hung up on me. Yeah, oh. no, I was I was quite concerned about it because I, I, it made me very, very angry. I felt quite incensed because I've got a lot of friends who, yeah, you know, obviously are not techs. Or gullible. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And you really, you don't want them to fall into these traps. And I was trying to get her to tell me what her phone number was. Yeah. And, she, and she just parroted back my phone number. And it actually took me a while. And I said, wait a sec, you just told me my phone number. <laughs> What's your phone? And then she hung up. Um, but I thought, oh, I want her to ring me back again because I'm just going to like string her along for like an hour or two and completely waste their time. Because yeah. she must be making like an international phone call because she's from it's India. True. So, you know, I'd be costing them a lot of money if could I did be, that, right? Skype, though, could be oh, yeah, you could be right. Yeah. Well, anyway, I'd be wasting her time. Yeah. Apart from the two hours of my time, I might be wasting That's her true. time. That's true. Yeah. But then I thought I'd go through this really elaborate thing, and then at the end of it say, oh, I'm running a, a, an Apple machine, yeah. and then see what they did, you know, because I'm pretty sure they, they tell you to do a whole bunch of Windowsy oh, type right. things, like, like have a look at the, um, you know, event viewer or event log, and, yeah. and I could just, like, pretend to do that. It would be really just really stupid. Yeah. But they never rang me back. Oh, they probably put me on a blacklist, which I'm really... You can but hope. Yeah. Oh. And I've, I've said to Angela, if they ever ring back, if they ring back, just get them to ring back when I'm home so I can talk to them again. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, if they do do it to you, okay. string them along string for them me. Along. Yeah, right. just, just string them along. Don't appear too aggressive or that you know what you're doing. Mm. You've really got to act dumb. Mm. Shouldn't be hard. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. No, that's all right. Um, what you got? You got anything else? I've got, I was going to talk about Ultraviolet, but I think we might save that. Ultraviolet? Yeah. Not the really bad sci-fi film with... No, let's save uh, that. I, I, want you do, I want you to do some research on Ultraviolet. We'll talk about that next It's week. a DRM system it, for... Oh, no, it's, it's more than that. Is it? It's more. It's oh. more. It's being embraced by big names of music like Tesco's. And Lady Gaga? And Lady Gaga. <laughs> I don't know. I, don't know. I just made Tesco's that up. Tesco's is, yeah. Tesco's. Well, aren't they... Are they like a supermarket yeah, in the UK? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, you know that shows how mainstream DRM exactly. is, really. Because you know, the, like, the bit I read about it was so it was like you know 
you buy the disc, but that disc is just a backup, and you can consume the digital media in any way you want, yeah. anywhere you want, from anywhere, and it just it works, and, and it'll be so simple that nobody will ever get confused by it, and it's so much better than anything the music industry came up with. <laughs> Let me draw breath. Yeah. But I didn't really understand it, so I thought maybe it's got you a could good have name, a, though. Yeah. Ultraviolet's cool. a really cool name. Because well, I'm thinking Ultraviolet will run on the Ultra Notebooks or the Ultra Books. Ultra that, Low Voltage. Yeah. Ultraviolet. Can you, can you um, like, copyright or trademark that name? Because it's like a real word. Well, you could trademark the logo, I suppose, and stuff. Mm, okay. I mean, Cabrino trademarked purple, so I guess... Did they? Can, yeah, try to. Well, no, they did. They, they, they still claim I think it's being disputed. I've never... It, that, the colour purple. You're not using the colour purple without licence from Cabrino. Because you've got to be careful, particularly in your well, slide. Well, didn't Prince use it? Uh, I mean, you referenced it, but I think it's the colour purple. Right. So don't okay. use it in your slides. Anybody using it in their slides, just make sure you've got it. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, kudos from Kraft Foods. So, I'm quite concerned about employment, Richard. Um, Space shuttle. It's just had a second to last uh, flight. It's got I, its last I was flight not coming. aware your job was continuing. No, 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 not me. But think about all the people who are working in the space program. Yeah, they're not going to have a job. I read about this this interview with a guy that um, drives that little crawler. Well, not the little yeah. crawler. It's a huge crawler, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, which apparently it it, it guzzles a huge amount of. Um, gas just to yeah. go you know like t- to the gallon it can travel 32 feet to the gallon right. once 32 feet it's about 10 meters that's pretty good actually well I mean, it's humongous right yeah still if your car got that yeah i mean um, you know it compared to some of the tanks in america oh, right? true, yeah, true. Yeah, as soon probably, as they put the accelerator down the gallon disappears probably better than a hummer isn't it yeah, yeah. but anyway i was reading this, this article about this guy he's like well yeah i'm kind of not gonna have this job anymore yeah because there's not really much um, call for these really big crawler things that can yeah. carry the space shuttle. And you think, gosh, there must be heaps of people in the whole program. The what are they going to do? What I guess the problem do? is a lot of other driving jobs, they go much quicker, and he's probably <laughs> used to that. You wouldn't want to be drink, driving with that thing, would you? <laughs> no, Crikey. No, you can, no. Well, you're right. You know, you put that on your resume. It's like, are you used to sort of driving at highway speeds? Well, no. not really, because it goes at about 0.8. Um, miles per hour. I, I drive very slowly on private roads. Yeah, yeah. exactly. There's no, never any traffic. Yeah. Um, but I do carry heavy loads. Do heavy loads, yeah. Do you, what, you think you need a special... So it's um, got a HVAC or whatever. I was going to say, you yeah. need a special license yeah. to sort of carry the space shuttle. But uh, I'd, 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 I'd true. not, I'd not true. thought about the whole, the, the impact on that whole sort of economy. Yeah. In, in Florida. So I guess, right. you know, there's yeah. people going around, look, 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 it's not rocket science, but I'm willing to do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I suppose, you know, a number of them will, you know, there'll probably still be tourist jobs, people turning Ooh, up to, what? you know, back when, back when America was great sort of stuff. Oh, uh, yeah. If you're a space shuttle pilot, I mean, what are you going to do? Go and slum it and, it was and always, drive an aeroplane? It was always kind of a short-term career, that wasn't a space shuttle pilot. Cause well, it was didn't they cycle, some of them. Didn't they cycle them through? You know, you didn't get too many flights, did you? Oh, I thought you meant the ones that kind of died. Yeah, no, they, no they, I've got was... more class than that. <laughs> oh, okay, I haven't. Yeah, um, I, I thought it was... Uh... Or was it just one? I mean, there's only two shuttles. I mean, no, were, there were more two... than that. There was... Let's see if we can well, name no, them. Two and, two and service at the same time. Well, weren't there three at, well, before some of them kind of didn't exist? <laughs> oh, really? I really can't remember, oh, to know. be honest. Yeah, it sounds like yeah. a Google problem. Yeah, they were meant to have them going up once a week, or once every other week. They never really quite got to that. No. Which is a bit... It's quite funny. I read I read my children uh, a transport book that I had as a kid, and so it talks about this newfangled shuttle and how you know it's going to be reusable and well, cheap. And really, how old is this book? Well, nineteen seventy seven, I think. And there's nothing to replace it, really, is there? No. Yeah. my wife asked me that. She said, "What is it being replaced with?" Martin jetpack. <laughs> that, that that had a little test flight to five thousand feet. 
which is over a kilometre. That's yeah, still well point. short of the space station, though, isn't it? Low orbit space station, maybe, yeah. They reckon it could probably, I think they reckon it could get to about two kilometres, two and a half kilometres. That's oh, pretty is awesome. Is that useful? Well, yes, it is. <laughs> it is. It's very useful. I mean, it's better than the meter that it you know, has been flying True, at. True, yeah. Which you know, isn't actually that. That's quite dangerous, isn't it? Because there's a lot of people down at a meter high. <laughs> True. True. Mind you, like... if you're flying at a kilometre high and it falls and the parachute doesn't it's gonna deploy, hurt, it? it's going to hurt. Well, it looks quite well, I guess it is it's not very too heavy, heavy, but it it's very, heavy. very heavy. Yeah. It looks kind of awkward. It doesn't look very jetpacky, like you know what I mean. It's like it, it's almost like you've had a whole plane strapped to your back. Well, it is. Yeah, like a Cessna. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, just kind of like oh yeah, I got the Cessna. Okay, yeah. start her up. You know, it's, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's a bit bigger than the. Yeah, look, they got a bit of they got a bit well, more engineering and design work to do on that. I think it's pretty neat, though. I mean, I mean, presumably version two, thirty-three percent lighter, twelve percent thinner. That's right. Now's the time to buy them because like eighty six, they're going about eighty six thousand dollars US, but with the Kiwi dollar so strong, it's a bargain. It's <laughs> frankly, we should get it now. K, isn't it? So, see if we can actually, um, you know, it's put some money. It's not that expensive, down. is it? How do you a hundred thousand dollars for your own personal jetpack? I mean, who could really complain? I'd rather spend a hundred <laughs> rather that than a fast car. Well, I was just thinking. I mean, what price do you put on on buying something that's even more dangerous than a motorcycle? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a good way to sort out your midlife crisis. Kind that's of true. Yeah, instead of a Harley, get yourself a jetpack, and yeah. and have a incredible amount of cred. I don't know if it'd be very good for if it would make you more attractive to women or anything. No, no, I mean not compared yeah. to being uh, good in the cloud. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Have you got any gadget graveyard? Oh, uh, I do. I just yeah. I was, yeah okay. <laughs> Is it, so, are you embarrassed? So, no, I'm not embarrassed. Yeah, I, was I, I just want to give a, a quick shout out to Oracle for uh, ditching all the products it can't manage. So. So uh, like they, they've donated OpenOffice to Apache. That was announced well, that, today. That's the OpenLibra thing, isn't it? I no, no, that. no. So OpenLibra was the was the break off from oh, OpenOffice. Fork. That's a fork. A fork. And now, and now, rather than donate OpenOffice to the OpenLibra people, they've donated OpenOffice. Why would to they the do Apache. that? They just they're bastards. No, I don't know. Now, they, oh, okay. you know, so there's a little bit of bad blood there. But it's interesting that they also. So we talked a little bit a while ago about how. Hud, the, uh, Oracle owned Hudson because it bought Sun, and so <laughs> right, yeah. I think Hudson got forked and became Jeeves or something else. Yeah, no, anyway, I'm still not clear. But, but, Hudson but again, and so, or so because again yeah. there was this disconnect yeah. between the open source community that built it in Oracle, yeah. and so Oracle have also donated Hudson to the open source community as well. They just can't they can't make it work. It's just not in their DNA to make yeah, these yeah. products work. Yeah, so it's kind of nice that they're kind of admitting that and they're like yeah. getting rid of them before they. We create this this horrible scattergun of names. Anyway, so what, what's that going to do with Gadget Graveyard? This is my Gadget Graveyard. Oh, I've nice. long. Now, it's in all little... fairness, it's not technically in a graveyard because I still need it. But I hate these with an all-consuming passion. It's a well, listeners. It looks like a little mini calculator. It's an RSA token. Well, it's 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 the equivalent of an RSA. I was going to say you don't want to have an RSA token at the moment because they've been yeah, right, especially if you. So this is a, this yeah, this is this is market. internet banking. So Rabobank is a bank in here in New Zealand. Well, that's I mean it's a global bank. Yeah, I'm going to say, are right. they not from Iceland? Uh, no, they're not. Where are they from? They're from the Netherlands or something. Oh, they're okay then. Dutch. Yeah, Jeez, they're Dutch people. They keep coming back, don't they, Richard? <laughs> them and their dykes. Them and their dykes. Um, yeah, yeah, so the thing that upsets me about this is because it's for my bank, and it's and they really only do mm. savings accounts. Right. So not a transactional account, not, not an account you go into very often, is that it gets itself out every time. I, I go on there about twice a year, and yeah. when I go on, it's out of sync. Every time I go onto my bank account, I have to ring them up. 
And they claim that having this is making them more secure. Oh, damn right it is. Every, every, time, every time I go on, I have to have a telephone yeah. conversation with Fantastic. them and, and yeah. social engineer them to reset my password. Yeah. That, that is incredibly secure. So I'm hoping secure, to deprecate Richard. this from my life because yeah. I hate it. So why does it get out of sync? No that's other what bank. You've got to ask. Well, that's exactly that's what I said. And I said, oh, you know, it does. I'm sorry, sir. You know, it's very complicated. And it gets out. Clearly, it's using like it's a. It's like an open source version of the RSA stuff. Yeah. That, that, that just I mean, I can understand that. You know, maybe over five years it would get out of sync, but you know, it's not. I'm only talking. What if six you used months. it more frequently, Richard? Well, I have thought about doing that. I thought about setting up a calendar alert to log in, even though I don't want to use my bank account <laughs> to get, log in. Just, yeah? just. But the thing is, I've got I've got one for my personal account, one for my business account, and I got my children one. So I've got four of them. Do they? How do you know which ones attached to which account? Does no, I've little... written on the back of them. Right. It's a really crappy system. Yeah, it is. And no other bank yeah. feels the need. I mean, even yeah. NatWest, who, who have sent me a very cool thing, which has like a, I've got a reader and I've got a card with yeah. a chip, and I, even there, I, to just get a balance, I don't need that. Jeez, Richard, why don't you use some local New Zealand banks, which have like zero kind of security? Well, I, that's what I'm thinking <laughs> of moving towards. Uh, you know, using all a, these foreign blimmin things over there? Well, no, rubber banks look. I mean, well, they no, it's a foreign local. bank, but it's a well, foreign Well, it's foreign bank, the same yeah. way ANZ, BNZ... Well, that ASB. Aus- the Australasian, Richard. The Australasian. Well, Keep it local, buddy. That's not local. Well, the local-ish. Yeah. I mean, yeah. They, and, and those banks have just bought up New Zealand banks, so they really are. You know, it's a Kiwi flavor to it. True. You know. True. So, oh, boy. I think that's your problem. Is you know, all these foreign things, you know. Yeah, right, so that's going in my graveyard. I hate it. Well, it wasn't what I wanted to bring. I, I did have something quite interesting to bring, but unfortunately I didn't get a chance to uh, get it, so I will bring that next time. Okay. Well, I, I have to say it's it's not quite as cool as the um, what, the Ink Link. Yeah. That was cool. Okay. I, mean, that was cool I had something quite cool this the time. The link, Ink Link was a pretty silly, crazy thing. I look forward to the Gadget Graveyard next, next time. Week. Next time. Yeah. Well, are we done? We're done. We're done. You know, next, next time uh, we'll know all about iOS 5, Lion, and the cloud. That's right. And I also know what Steve Jobs wore. To the keynote address. Okay. What else will we know by then, Richard? Um, we probably won't know much more about Windows 7. Eight? Eight. Probably uh, not. There might be another video. But we might know what the, the Kindle response to the Nook Touch will be. I look forward to that. I You know, the, so. these whole e-reader wars, they are... Boy, there's just so much, so much in those. You, you could just talk about those for hours. We could. You could do a whole podcast, really, just on e-book readers. Yeah, that's what you want to do. I bet there is one, actually. Okay, I think we're yeah. done. Yeah, okay. Well, um, thanks for geeking out with us. We're the Ministry of Geeks.